Welcome to The Sweetest Little Life, where we are connecting the mind, body, and soul of business. I am so excited that you landed here and are joining us, and I cannot wait to reveal the light in you. You see, The Sweetest Little Life is all about connecting the three most important key components of business, your mind, your body, and your soul, and how to completely illuminate and live out your best self in business by truly chasing your passion. So sit down, relax, and let's do this. Happy Friday. I am so excited that you are joining us on the Sweetest Little Life podcast. Today, we are chatting with Danielle, who is a psychotherapist and a spiritual entrepreneur who is building and has built a half million dollar business and is a total boss babe. Today we are talking about spiritual grounding, about manifestation and meditation, and really how to connect the mind, body, and soul of business. So if you are at all ready to level up your mind, body, and soul, you have come to the right spot. Without further ado, let's introduce Danielle. Hello, Danielle, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yes. Okay. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Yep. So I am Danielle Massey. I'm the owner of the Wellness Collective, which is a holistic therapy center in Philadelphia, PA. And I'm also a and like spiritual practitioner. It's like the basic gist about me. I love this. And then can you tell us a little bit about what shadow work is for those that don't know? Yeah. So shadow work is kind of like a type of spiritual psychology where you really dive into the stuff that's very unconscious. Carl Jung was the first one who really coined the term shadow because he believed that there's so much that we have hidden within our unconscious that's just there within the mind. And when we tap into that stuff and bring it to light, we can heal drastically very, very quickly. Oh, I love that. And so powerful and true too. Totally. Okay, so I know right now we are in such a crazy time that I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of shadows happening, Um, (laughs) but I really want to focus on just the grounding, and I know this is something that you work a lot on, and how to ground spiritually through such an unknown time with tons of people are pivoting in their businesses and having a lot of fear based around that. So how to approach that and stay grounded through such a difficult time? Yeah, this is a question that I've gotten so many times recently, even from my own clients, because everything is uncertain and the world feels very scary, where it's like, where's this all going to go? What is the end result? And there's no control, which can feel terrifying for us as human beings. But I actually saw something on Facebook this morning that was hilarious and also really true. So someone posted, yeah, somewhere out there, there's someone sitting near a waterfall with no cell phone service who has no idea that they're supposed to be terrified of the world right now. And there's a lot of truth in that, right? Like, oh my gosh, yes. We're so afraid of everything, but really the only reason that we're afraid is because of all of these external influences telling us to be scared right now. Exactly. Telling us that this is a time that we're supposed to be afraid. But what if instead we were just focused on ourselves right now and focused on our growth and thankful for the time this gives us, even if it's not perfect. And even if, 
there's so much that kind of gets wrapped up in this. Like I'm a business owner and it's a brick and mortar business. And at first, my first gut reaction was to be terrified of everything that was going on. But when you come back home to yourself and you just kind of ground into yourself, maybe by sitting outside and doing some breathing and just check in with you, you might find that this is a moment to just come home in a lot of ways. This is an opportunity we're never going to get again. Exactly. I feel there's so many blessings in the time that we are allotted right now that we have the time to focus on ourselves and to grow. And it's not so busy and noisy. We can just be still. Mm -hmm. And of course, there's going to be those people who feel like, you know, my livelihood is at stake here. This is a moment of panic for me. And that's so valid, too. There's no perfect way to go about this. But there's also the flip side of the coin. And if we can focus in on our growth while still embracing all the other pieces of fear and uncertainty, we're going to find a way through. It's just a matter of time. Absolutely. Okay. And then I want to hop right in to the mind, body, and soul with this, because they all connect together. And I think during this time that we are grounding and trying to face fears and trying to really get into it, what are some exercises that people can do to just feel a little more balanced when they're getting in just that tornado cycle of, you know, I see so many people kind of spiraling, which is totally normal. And, but how do you get out of that, get out of yourself to just recenter? Yeah, there's so many different directions I could take this question, but I'm going to keep it to the most basic one. Our brains are designed to protect us. Our brains from birth are wiring different pathways that are all around protection. They're all coping mechanisms or ways to get through. And it's how we survive as human beings as a species, because our brains wire themselves to enable us to succeed or to just get through life, which survival is succeeding in this frame of mind. And so what that looks like is a lot of our neural pathways and a lot of our wiring are wired in such a way that we stop ourselves from growing. And we do that based on that little voice that you hear inside of your head. You guys listening to this, you know what I'm talking about, this voice that kind of stops you from taking chances or from doing anything. The fear voice is called your ego. And your ego is the result of a lot of neural wiring that's happened throughout your brain since you were born. And so in moments like these, a way to kind of come back to yourself and to ground through the fear is to start to challenge that voice a little bit. And it'll feel really uncomfortable to do it at first because we very, very rarely get into arguments with the voice in our head. We just usually let it go. And it's sort of like the thing you see on TV. Like I think about like Lizzie McGuire. Have <laughs> you guys ever watched the show? That was my jam back in the day. Same, like literally same. And we, it's funny because it's true. There's that voice in our head that's like, girl, do you really want to do that? Are you sure? And the answer to that should be, yeah, this is a chance for me to expand. This is a chance for me to purposefully get uncomfortable so that I can grow. So hell yeah, I want to do this. And thank you, ego voice, for trying to protect me in this moment because that's what you're here to do. But I choose to do something different because I trust myself. So the exercise I would recommend is to start thinking about the ego voices that you hear all the time. Like what are the ways that you keep yourself small? What are the things that that little voice tells you? Write them down. And then come up with something to say to challenge the ego voice. So maybe if the voice says something like, you shouldn't be doing that, there are people who are doing it already and they're doing it better than you. 
maybe that voice says something back like, we're all able to put ourselves out there. This isn't a race. This isn't a leadership thing. There's room for everyone. I'm allowed to put myself out. I'm worthy of putting myself out there. Yes. Oh, that is huge right there. <laughs> it's life-changing. It's completely it really life-changing. And I feel like that like will halt a lot of people is, oh, I don't want to copy someone or, or they're already doing it, so I can't do it. And it mm-hmm. completely crushes your goals of ever being able to do anything because just like that person did it and is successful, you're going to put your own spin on it and do it and it's your idea. And it's okay to have the same idea and do the same thing and work together versus making it a competition all the time. Yeah, I like to tell other business owners because I've had my therapy practice in Philadelphia for a little over a decade now. And when I meet young therapists who are looking to go into their own private practice, they get nervous because they're like, well, there's so many therapists here. Why is this possibly ever going to be successful? How could it be? My answer is always the same because there are people out there who need you. I may be doing this for longer, but that doesn't mean that I'm better than you at this or that I'm a better match for this person. They're going to find you because you're the person who's going to help them. And there are more than enough people to go around. Oh, yes. 100%. So with everything um, and that just the challenges that people face in being scared to kind of level up their business and take that shot, what is something, a practice that they can do to really push outside that voice, to step outside of that fear and challenge it to choose differently. I know there's the choose different method that Gabby Bernstein talks about a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, what is something that is amazing? And, you know, I'll break that down really quick for people that don't know in the audience. It is, you know, just saying out loud, I understand that this is happening this way, but I choose to see it differently. Um, a lot of what you were touching on too, what is something that they could do to actually practice physically, mentally, emotionally to push past that ego voice that's constantly talking to them, trying to talk them out of pursuing their dreams, passions? You know, when I started my business, it was a little over 10 years ago. I didn't know what the hell I was doing and I was pretty afraid. And my, my finances reflected that for a long time. I didn't make a ton of money. I didn't have a ton of clients and I struggled and I struggled hard. And the biggest change, the time that I turned the corner was when I started incorporating Kundalini yoga into my practice. For those of you who have never heard of Kundalini, it's a type of yoga, but it's referred to as like yoga of the mind. And essentially what you're doing when you do yoga is you're combining some form of chanting with some postures and it amplifies your aura is the best way to put it. And so what it does is it challenges the ego voice and it busts through it and eradicates it so that it can't even sit within your energy field anymore. You're vibrating so much higher that it just can't even resonate. And when I started practicing Kundalini yoga, I think I quadrupled my income in a matter of a couple of months. And since then, it's like um, my yearly income from the time that I wasn't practicing Kundalini is now my monthly income and nothing else changed. That is so funny. I'm, I'm laughing because I had something really similar happen. And when I started practicing, I ended up within, it was like within a couple weeks, I was just feeling so blocked and I couldn't come up with things. And it was like, all these ideas started coming to me and actually (laughs) like, you know, actually coming to life. And I was like, what is happening? And it's like, you get out of your own way. 
Yep, it's like the floodgates open for all the positivity and all the things that were always yours. You just didn't see them. You were stopping yourself from being able to fully grasp them. Kundalini is incredible. Oh, such a good metaphor too. <laughs> okay, so we're going to hop on because there's so much I want to talk to you about and pick your brain about. So what are your biggest tips for manifesting? And I want to kind of dig deep into this one because I know that in today's world, manifesting has become kind of like a trending keyword, but there's really so, and I know people are like, Oh, I'm going to manifest this, but you know, there's, you can manifest and pray all day long, but there's not going to be anything unless there's action behind that manifesting to make it happen. And so I really want to dive into just the meditation practices and some things that people can do to truly manifest properly and have the tools to do that. So it's not a keyword, but it's actually a practice and a lifestyle habit that you are starting to grow and change and adapt to in your life. Yeah. Well, Courtney, if it's okay with you, we could do a short meditation right now for manifesting because it'd probably be better to do it than to like explain it. I would absolutely love that. (laughs) Okay. So for everybody listening and Courtney, feel free to join in on this. I'm in. Yes. Okay. What I want you to do is to close your eyes and to start really taking some deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth with each breath, feeling yourself sinking deeper and deeper into yourself, feeling warmth and radiance come through your nose and exhaling any darkness, any fragments that need to be released from your physical body. Breathing in one more time very deeply, fully settling into this meditation. Imagine now that you're projected forward in time. Imagine that you land somewhere and for a moment, just feel into where you are. Maybe you're on a beach in a beautiful home. Maybe you're on a mountainside or somewhere else entirely. But once you ground into this space and kind of have your bearings about you, know that this is you years from now, when you've already accomplished everything that you're setting out to accomplish, your dreams have come true. Where are you? What is this life that's yours now? What is it here that you do? How do you feel in this time? Imagine every aspect of this moment. Ask any questions that you need to ask, like whether or not you have a family and children, whether or not you own the business, started the coaching job, or something else. And then just check in with how you feel. How does it feel to have the dream life? To have everything you've ever wanted. And to have it be yours. Now imagine that you're being pulled back into the current time, but you take this version of yourself with you. Imagine holding on to them holding them tightly as you come all the way back to this current time. 
And once you have them with you here in the present, sitting in this room, in this moment, imagine taking them and fusing them with you so that you fully embody this future version of you right now. And when you're ready, open your eyes and journal everything that you just saw. And then hit pause on this podcast, but I'm gonna keep talking in the meantime, because when you hit play, there's more instructions. So once you're done journaling all of that stuff out, what I want you to do is I want you to just detail all the pieces that you need to get yourself there, because now you know what the finish line looks like. You know what it feels like, you know where you're headed. So if you were to start embodying this version of you today, because you just fuse them with you now, how would your life be different? If you know that eventually you're going to be a millionaire, would you still be worried and stressed about making little bits of money here and there and coming from a scarcity mindset? Or would you be acting differently now because you already know that it's yours? You already know that that's where you're headed. Would you make different decisions in your business? like staying at the job that you have because it pays the bills? Or do you want to get to that place faster and take the leap of faith, knowing in your soul that that's where you're headed? My biggest manifestation tip is to see that future version of yourself and start showing up as them today. Because when you start vibrating at that level, it just happens a lot faster. Everything raises to meet you at that level. That is amazing. Thank you so much for doing that meditation. Of course. Now everybody's going to save this podcast and this recording and do this over and over because that's a goodie. (laughs) That is such a good one. And it really does raise your energy levels. And I feel like when you are putting out a higher energy level, obviously the only thing that you can do is flow with the universe. And instead of going against the grain, you're actually in sync with it. So there's no other thing that's going to happen except for these things to happen to you that you are manifesting. Exactly. Yep. That's exactly right. On a quantum level. (laughs) Okay. So, um, Oh, that was so good. I feel a little good now. (laughs) Um, okay. So I know you touched on this, but, um, for changing habits, I know a lot of people, You know, and I actually just recently did a podcast about this, but I think it's so important because it's so easy to fall into a habit that is not necessarily in alignment with your goals, wishes, wants, manifestations, all the things. And it is blocking you and people don't even realize that they're doing a habit that is blocking them. And so what do you suggest for changing habits that are literally not healthy and just get you kind of stuck on a hamster wheel. That's the best analogy I've got right now. (laughs) Oh, totally. Yeah. That's a perfect analogy. So everything I said earlier about the ego and how it tries to protect us and neural pathways applies in this case, but I'm going to take it a step further. Sometimes neural pathways are just much more deeply ingrained. Imagine it like as these pathways get laid, some of them are just reinforced, like having a highway, right? Imagine and there's, highways that are getting laid down in every direction. If someone's using the same highway over and over and over again, it might make sense for the brain to reinforce that highway. 
expand it, make it more accessible, create more exits off of it and entrances so that you can get to it faster. So when that happens, those habits are the ones that are extremely hard to release from. And that's when I always recommend people hire a mentor and do some shadow work because those deep ones aren't so easy to release on your own because almost always you're so used to taking that highway, you can't even see it. I've had this happen for me before. Actually, most recently, I have been working on this weird, weird, weird pattern that I have of like not treating my body fully well by not eating well. And it's been one that I've had since I was a kid. This is a coping mechanism I've had my whole life. And it actually even goes into past lives. And I love working with past lives too. That is so fascinating to me. It is wild. We need to do another episode all about past lives because they're incredible. And they happened the secret to wealth. Yes. (laughs) I had no idea you did that. Oh man, it's like my fun space. I love it. But shadow work is a part of that too. Like past lives kind of like fall under the shadow work umbrella and womb work and inner child stuff. But these pathways, the ones that are like super, super deep, if you can find a way to release those, that's when you notice like wild, significant changes that happen really, really quickly. But they're the hardest to let go of because you can't see them. If you're driving that highway all the time, you don't see that you're on it. And so having somebody help you work through that is going to be the way that you remove it. So with shadow work, what we do is we kind of like come up and see it from a bird's eye view and change it in a, like a very, very intentional way. And that shifts everything. I love that. The outside looking in. <laughs> and it's crazy because I feel like habits can be formed so easy. You know, I just did one on, for me, it was drinking wine. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm drinking wine every single night. I need to stop drinking. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's how most habits happen. So gradual. Yeah. And then you're like, mm-hmm. oh shit, this is not okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's how the easier habits to break come up. Because when you start doing it, and you're like, Oh, like, I didn't mean to be doing this. Like I'm in quarantine, I'm drinking wine every day. And that's not normal for me. But like, I don't have to wake up as early. So I don't have to like get ready and go into the office. Like, fuck it, I'm drinking the wine. Yeah, (laughs) that's literally been there. But those are the ones that are a little bit easier to break. The harder ones are like mom and dad telling you your whole life that you weren't good enough. And then having a coach who told you that. And then having past life experiences where you were made to feel less than. Those are the toughies. So those so, can be broken just as easily. It just requires a little extra help. That's amazing. So just out of my curiosity, and I'm sure the <laughs> audience will have it too. So with the past life you can be told something and it can carry on to your current. Yes. So typically what happens with past lives, and I know I'm not the only one who sees this. There's a book, Many Lives, Many Masters, that kind of like introduced me to past life work. And it's a therapist who was doing this work with people. I maybe read it when I was like 15 or 16, which is crazy because I was not doing this then, not even close. But there are patterns that we see in past lives that perpetuate. So like I've, just worked with someone yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. We did a past life regression. We're in a past life. She held a position of power where she could have spoken up on someone's behalf, but she chose not to because she didn't want to diminish her standing and relinquish herself power if it didn't go well. And that person was sort of subjected to go to prison because of it. And she carries that guilt in this life. And in this life, she's afraid to speak. It's sort of like, it put this weird imbalance on her throat chakra where she's afraid to speak up now. 
So we went back to that and healed it. And then she immediately went out and started doing things differently. Just in the past 24 hours, she's like a different person. Okay. So, so just for my own personal questions, you said that past life can carry over to now. Can you explain a little bit about that to me and any books or anything for anyone who is interested in diving a little deeper into that? Totally. So there's a book that I read when I was like 15 or 16 years old called Many Lives, Many Masters. It was the first time I'd ever heard of past life work before. And it kind of like piqued my interest. And then I forgot about it for a decade. And it's funny that I'm doing that work now. But that book was amazing. And another therapist who was doing this work with people. What myself and other past life practitioners find is that there's a pattern that we repeat from lifetime to lifetime until we heal it and then we're released of it. And so a lot of the work that I do with past lives is to help people go back and see where the pattern starts so that it's easier for us to kind of unwire that neural pathway in the brain. Because if we know where it starts, it doesn't feel like we need to hold on to it as much anymore. It can be the thing that shifts everything. Wow. That is so amazing. Okay. This is a to be continued for sure, because I want to pick your brain on this. Oh, it's it is so, so fascinating to me. Yeah, it's incredible. And past life work is probably more than anything else that I do. The thing that really changes everything for the people that I work with, because once you understand the pattern, you can see it so clearly and then you just release it like it was nothing. And then just move on. Just move on like it was nothing. Seriously, a miracle. <laughs> really, though. <laughs> I love it. Well, you have no idea how excited I was to talk to you today. You are amazing and such an inspiration to so many women. And I want everyone to know where to be able to find you and pick your brain. And like I said, if you're up for it, I would love to have it to be continued with you because this was so much fun. Um, of course, yes, I'm down for the to be continued. And for anybody that wants to connect, you can find me on Instagram and on Facebook. And I am Danielle Massey. Perfect. And then I'll put everything on the show notes too, so people can click and find you directly. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us today, Danielle. Oh, thanks for having me. I love this. Yay. Okay, we'll talk soon. Okay, take care. Bye, everybody. You too. Bye. To say that she is a spectacular woman is an understatement. She is such an inspiration and is always doing something to help someone, which I admire so much. Her energy does just vibrate at such a high level, and it is amazing to connect and just be a part of women like this. I am so, so thankful that you guys are here today. If you liked this episode, please give us a like and share and all your support is so appreciated. Happy Friday, friends. Until next time.